This is Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Julie. We are actors, costumers, movie, and book enthusiasts. But we have very different tastes. So every week we pick a pop culture period piece to talk about. Our thoughts about the movie and also anything the movie brings up. Like how the mummy is totally written through the female gaze and Santa Fe from Newsies is the ultimate I want song. Do you know what that is? Listen to us. So if you like movies with corsets, manners, and cottage core aesthetics, give us a listen. Pop culture period piece has a new episode dropping every Thursday. Goodbye. Bye. We shouldn't be here. The only one who shouldn't be here is you. These guys, they're not your friends, are they? Will you shut up, all right? We are friends. I mean, I'm sure you'd like them to be, but you don't have the uniform. You're not a dirt devil yet. I will be. Right. When you prove you're good enough. So prove it. I will. Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to D Commentary. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today we're talking Johnny Kapahala back on board. Woohoo! Woohoo! A sequel eight years in the making. And who knew who was asking for it? But I'm not <laughs> mad that we got it. I'm not mad either. Val, before you start, I have something to say. Do you remember the game that we played um, in Johnny Tsunami? No, I have no recollection. Well, it was really fun for me. So um, <laughs> do you remember when we played a drinking game? I drink a lot of peach bellini. Oh, yeah, I do remember <laughs> so, that. So today's game is not at the end of the podcast. It is starting right now. And um, because, <laughs> Val, you cannot drink. That is true. Um, I'm going to drink for the both of us. And instead of uh, Peach <laughs> Bellini, today we have 312 Eni. I'm going to drink Ooh. this 312. Ooh, 312 is nice. And every time we say Johnny or Johnny Tsunami, oh. I will have to take a drink. Wow, and what a game, what a game. What a game. And I do have fun plans after this, so this will be a good pregame for me. And I'll drink water just in solidarity. Thank you so much, Val. Um, wish you wish you could drink with me. But um, so far, we've said it three times. I just said it. I'm about to say it a fourth, Johnny Tsunami. So I'm going to take three sips before we get started. Okay. Okay. Woo, that tastes nothing like peach Bellini, Val. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I had in my fridge. <laughs> it's, I like 312. I think it's a good beer. I do, too. When I'm ready for it. <laughs> when you're not waiting for peach Bellini. <laughs> right. When I'm really yearning for peach Bellini. 312. Days nothing like it. All right. Now we can get started. Val, uh, do your business, please. Yes. To the business. Johnny Capahala back on board came out June 8th, 2007. So as I mentioned, it came out eight years after the original came out. Sure did. Which is wild. Like, I cannot believe that they just decided to do a sequel eight years later. I know. I'd love to know why. Right. And the other really interesting thing about it is that everyone looks like they didn't age at all. Everyone in those looks eight years. absolutely incredible. Like, I could not believe like, I mean, Johnny barely looks like he aged and he went through puberty. And mm -hmm. then like the parents, like they look exactly the same as yeah. the first movie. Yeah. It's what even grandpa like looks great. So, yeah. yeah, it was uh that was very impressive to me. And maybe that's why they were like, hey, it's been eight years. Everyone looks the same. Let's just do it. Yeah. All of your skincare <laughs> routine is really working. Let's get Seriously. you back on screen. And Brandon Baker in this movie Johnny and I want everyone to know every time one of us say, says it, I am taking a drink. Yeah, we'll Allie check back truly... in at some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see how she make doing. Val do a cut of every time I do a drink. <laughs> um, but he still looks exactly the same on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He looks incredible, and I think mm -hmm. in this movie he's so dreamy. He is yeah, so. He good in this movie. He's so dreamy. He, he's so much better because I think we talked in the first one about like his acting at least in my opinion, left something to be desired. Mm -hmm. And this time around, I really was impressed by him. I thought he like really handled it well, which is interesting because he stopped acting in 2015. He's not an actor anymore. Yeah. He is in a band though called the cheeks. 
Ooh, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself because we're not talking about the cast yet. Okay. Uh, this movie was directed by Eric Bross, who did not do any other DCOMs. Okay. Um, but he is kind of his whole IMDb is basically just TV movies. So that's his thing. Mm, cool. It was written by a uh, few people, the, uh, the team, Ann Austin and Douglas Sloan, who also wrote Johnny Tsunami mm. as well as Motocrossed. Mm. Um, and then in addition to them, Max Ensko, who also wrote Return to Halloween Town. Cool. So pretty good team there. Um, yeah. And I think it was cool that they brought back the team that wrote the first two movies because those are kind of more traditional old school decoms. Traditional old school decoms and... They brought back a lot of nuances from the first one that were super fun. Totally. And so, like, I felt like this really hearkened back. Like, it made... I've never seen this before, but I felt like I was watching one of the DCOMs that I love and am really familiar sure. with because it was so, like, of that same like style. era style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Uh, including the fashion, which I would argue was oh, yeah. not in line with what was going on in 2007. Oh, no. It for sure was. Oh, it was? Okay. Mm. I was wondering because, like... My freshman year of high school, for sure, I was wearing that shirt. Okay. Maybe the girl, maybe like Val's fashion. Yes. Mm-hmm. The main lead uh, girl's name is <laughs> not Val, so Val Agnew. Not to be confusing. But the boys were all still wearing like, you know, those like chimney pipe pants and like baggy oh, cargo yeah. shorts. Okay. And I was like, I feel like by this point, boys, the skater boys had started wearing like their sister's jeans. Like they started wearing like oh, really yeah. skinny like jeans and T-shirts. So maybe that was like a little bit uh, interesting. Off, yeah. But fair point. What do I know? I'm not a fashionista by any stretch of the Yeah, we're all talking about it. <laughs> I know. I, I know. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm about to have a daughter who's probably going to spend my entire lifespan talking about it. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Mom, why do you always wear flannels? Because they're comfortable. Because I'm an improviser. <laughs> God, my mom is uh, improv. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be poor girl. She's doomed. Her parents both do improv. But um, they're funny. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. The okay. cast is as follows. Brandon Baker, as already yeah, mentioned. Buddy. Reprised his role as Johnny Pono Kapahala. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. As we've already discussed, he was in Johnny Tsunami. Cheers. He was on a show called One World. He did some other stuff, but as I just mentioned earlier, he stopped acting in 2015. Cool. And he looks great. I mean, go to his Instagram. He's married now. He's been married for a year or two. And I mean, him and his wife are gorgeous. They're gorgeous wow. human beings. I'm going to have to stalk them. Yeah, you should stalk them. Jake T. Austin played Chris, mm-hmm. uh, a new sure character, did. a new character to the show. Um, he went on to be a main character on Wizards of Waverly Place, mm-hmm. which is where his uh, connection sort of, I guess it started with this movie and then he got cast. Was this his first credit? This was his first Disney credit. Okay. So like this came before Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. He also does some voice acting. Like he did a bunch of episodes of something called Go Diego Go. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. That's the spinoff of uh, Dora the Explorer. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 mm-hmm. cool. And he was more recently on uh, the show The Fosters. Yes, he was very big on that show. That uh, Noah Centineo is also on that show, I believe. I don't know who that is. He's in um, the To All the Boys I Loved Before movies. He's like a new heartthrob of uh, this generation. Oh, okay. Great. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's Jake. I mean, he still acts. So like he's been in stuff more recently, but like the biggest things are the ones I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa played grandpa or Johnny Sr. He also reprised his role from the original Johnny Tsunami. He's a character actor and a voice actor. So he's Mm. been in tons of stuff over the course of his career. Um, One thing that I remember him from was man in the high castle which is something oh, that we came talked out about on that Amazon. show yeah we talked about it the last time we did this when we did the the first movie uh-huh but yeah like that movie or that show came out on amazon and he was like he had a pretty big part in it and he was great so yeah but he's he's so iconic as grandpa in these movies i love yeah. him he's so good robin lively uh was new character carla grandpa's new uh fiance Ooh. 
And she, you know, she's one of those people. I saw her picture on IMDb and I was like, oh, I know. I like recognize I know this her. person immediately. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't been like on a long stint on anything. She is just really? the most textbook character, character actor. actor ever. Like she's literally been in one episode of every single show. So and I thought she did great. Uh, Mary Page Keller reprised her role as Melanie Capahala, Johnny's mm-hmm. mom. Someone who just did not age. Did not age. She looked incredible. Um, she was obviously in the first movie as well. And she is also just a character. She's been in tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yuji Okamoto played dad or Pete. He also was reprising his role. Also did not age at all. No. Nope. <laughs> he more recently was on Cobra Kai. Oh, and he's also just a character actor. He's been in lots of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Jonathan McDaniel played Sam. They recast uh, Jet Jackson. Uh-huh. And he made it down to Hawaii somehow. So, so they, I was a they little explained confused. It, they explained it at the beginning. So if you remember, he was an army brat, right? So like he, they oh, moved around yeah. all the time. And like right at the end of the movie, they were like going to be moving to Iceland or something. Mm-hmm. And there is a military base on Hawaii. So, or like oh, in Hawaii. so he got moved there. So they like justified it by saying he had cool. moved there. Had he Here's passed away thing. by that time? I don't think so. No, like he passed away when we were like full blown adults. Oh, like it wasn't he? that long ago. Yeah. So I don't think that's why I think that they just maybe he wasn't interested or maybe he was busy because he was on. Um, was it Rizzoli? Oh, yeah. Isles? He died in 2013 and this was 2007. So. Yeah. It was well before that. My God, he was 29. Yeah, I know. He was young. Was he on Rizzoli and Isles? Was that what he was on? He was on Rizzoli and Isles. Yeah. So anyway, here's my opinion. I didn't think Jonathan McDaniel did anything wrong, but why did they feel the need to bring Sam into this? Like why? They could have just created a different character. Yeah. To be the best friend. Hey, like, it's it, Sam from high school. Right. <laughs> or right. From, like, from elementary school. Right. From growing up. He had his yeah. two buddies Could like, be a different... in the first movie. It just made no sense. To, like, if they're going to recast him anyway, just make a new character. Like, yeah, it felt sure. very, like, forced. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Jonathan McDaniel was in That's So Raven and Raven's Home. That's those are his. <gasps> That's how I recognize fame. him. He looked familiar. And I did like him. I thought he did a nice job. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't Jet Jackson. So why? Yeah. Like, it just made no sense. Like, the yeah. two took a very different approach to the character, which, again, is fine. Just mm-hmm. don't make them the same character. Yeah. Um, it's been eight years. Nobody's going to care if yeah, you recast. No Andrew James Allen played Jared, the bad boy. Yeah. He's a character actor. He's just been in lots of stuff. Cool. Uh, Rose McIver played Val. Yeah. Um, you might Christmas remember Rose. Yeah, right. You might remember Rose from Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off mm-hmm. as far as DCOMs. But she as as she's had quite a career. Uh, some of the standouts are Masters of Sex, A Christmas Prince, iZombie, and most recently Ghosts. Yeah. She's the lead on Ghosts. And mm-hmm. Ghosts is apparently so popular they made a Ghosts england version no way yeah they're doing cool. a reverse office <laughs> that's funny Good for I them. Know. yeah i love um her i like i love her and her counter person who she has a show with um i don't know how his last name but his name is utkarsh and i know that because i watched celebrity jeopardy he was on oh it. nice so she was cast in this movie val because it was filmed in new zealand they did not film this in Hawaii. Ah, well, yeah, I figured as much because yeah. the tax cop, breaks. Text breaks? Tax breaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I the reason why I assumed that it was filmed in New Zealand was, well, a couple things. A lot of these people, again, were in like Power Rangers and stuff like oh, that, yeah. which was always an indicator. But also, <clears throat> the guy who played the cop could barely disguise his oh, accent. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I was like, oh, there it is. Now, mm-hmm. Rose did a great job did in this an, movie excellent american accent like you would never have known mm-hmm. and she was you know a teenager which is yeah. very impressive because i i personally have noticed that like while english people are really good typically at doing an american accent australia new zealand people struggle a lot more with mm-hmm. it and she is perfect like yeah. as a teenager which is really impressive uh okay then just a couple more phil brown played troy the adult villain <gasps> 
he's a character and a voice actor. He's done tons of stuff. But most recently, he was actually in Avatar The Way of Water. No way. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, uh, Akoni Kama played himself. He is <gasps> actually a professional skateboarder. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's the cast. And then the synopsis is as follows. Johnny Kapahala is back in Hawaii, hoping to catch some surf and also attending the wedding of his grandfather, the legendary surfing hero. All he really wants to do is get on the mountain boarding team. What? Okay, this makes no sense. All he really wants to do is get on the mountain boarding team. But life quickly gets complicated for Johnny as he meets his 12-year-old uncle and gets involved. Wait, what the hell? Who wrote this? Do you want me to look up Disney Plus One? And gets involved in a turf war between rival boarding shops. Literally none of that is accurate. The first sentence is accurate, kind of. (laughs) Hold, please. Who wrote this? It's where do you get these again, Val? Literally, the Google, like the thing on the right, you know, when you Google a movie and like a bunch of information comes up on the right, I just grab it and I try not to look at anything else because Mm -hmm. the like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff is over there. All right. This is Disney Plus. Johnny Kapahala returns to Hawaii to attend his grandfather's wedding, but instead of catching a few waves while he's in town, Johnny's got his hands full, keeping an eye on Uncle Chris, the 12-year-old son of his grandfather's fiance. That's great. That is perfect. That is mm-hmm. a perfect synopsis of this movie. And a total spoiler about the uncle being 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's spoiled in like the first five, ten minutes of the movie, yeah. so it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Uh, A couple quick fun facts, or actually one fun fact. Apparently, so at some point in the movie, Chris is playing a video game. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it was that same exact video game is featured in Stuck in the Suburbs and Life is Rough. Oh, wow. That's funny. What's the video game they say? Uh, It doesn't say. Oh, it's just like, this is the one we have on the TV. Yeah. Whatever they're like pretending to play. I don't know. Funny. Yeah. Okay. That is the business. Okay. Al, first impressions of this flick. Thanks, Val. I think that this movie was really well acted. I thought everyone was really having a fun time. I thought that it was really good. It felt like it was 40 years long. There were three (laughs) different plots going on. They all needed side plots and B plots. And there was a lot going on where there were 16 minutes. There were 16 minutes left in the movie. I thought the movie was over. And then I checked to see how much was left. And there were 16 minutes. So it was just, it was long. I also really like Jake T. Austin and his other things, but he, man, does he play a really good annoying kid. (laughs) I wanted to punt that kid across the island because (laughs) this movie was so good except for him. It got to a point at some times where I'm like, oh my God, like stop making him unbearable. I understand and we'll all hear why he's unbearable, but like it made it me like this movie less. Um, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Okay. It's not bad. I would watch it again, um, mostly because Brandon Baker is truly a dream to watch in this movie. I mean, he was so good. I wish he was still acting. I'm sure he doesn't like it anymore, but like he, he was really good in this movie. I really liked him. Um, Val, first impressions. Yeah, I also very much enjoyed this movie. I I definitely agree that like they basically forced the ending that we got, Mm -hmm. um, which did make the movie longer. I didn't necessarily feel like the movie was long feeling throughout, but I definitely feel like they didn't need to tack on the ending that they did. Yeah. But I thought I agree. The acting was great. I liked the story that they chose to tell and how like how Johnny played into it, how his parents played into it, how his grandpa played into it. Like it used all the same characters, but it acknowledged the new dynamic that they had after the first movie and showed realistically what would have happened eight years, you know, in eight Mm -hmm. years of developing after that. Right. And like it allowed Johnny to be like way more mature and like, but still be a teenager, you know, mature and responsible, but still with a a sprinkle of hijinks. Yeah. And like, it even gave, you know, grandpa a lot more to do, which was fun. And Mm -hmm. the parents got to be like, well, the dad got to be less insufferable, uh, And the mom continued to get to be hot. (laughs) Hot mom, cool mom. 
<laughs> Hama Kulma. And yeah, I thought I just I thought that like the story, like the way that they constructed the story was really smart. I was really worried at first that the stepmom was gonna be the villain. And I'm really, really grateful that she wasn't. Yeah. And it was kind of like a slow burn kind of of like who the real villain was or like, is it just going to be kind of circumstance that gets them, you know, like what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. And it felt it just felt like a classic decom and it was really enjoyable to watch, even though maybe it felt long to you. Like I appreciated that they took time to have. There were a few like really serious adult conversations that mm-hmm. I really appreciated. There was also like a really nice kind of montage moment of them just sort of having fun together, yeah, which I really appreciated. So like, I'm glad that they included those things. So yeah, that's how I felt. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Al, did you have any favorite quotes or moments? Not many. <laughs> Fair. I had two quotes. Um, Carving rock is gnarly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's wiki wiki to the juvie judge <laughs> those are my two favorite quotes and my two favorite moments were the hair exchange between johnny and grandpa mm. where grandpa was like johnny you cut your hair and he like cut his hair and then johnny was like grandpa you cut your hair and how many times did i just say johnny three <laughs> I got to take smaller sips. I only have one can. Uh Uh-oh. That's what happens when I drink one beer instead of (laughs) one bottle of Bellini. (laughs) And then um, my other favorite moments were they played a plain white tease song. And they played a Jonas Brothers song. They did. I mean, quintessential 2007. I literally, like, jaw-dropped, Googled immediately, like, This is Hold On by the Jonas Brothers, right? Yeah. And it was. It was amazing. Their voices are so distinct, especially when they were younger. I was like, I was sounds exactly the same. Yeah. I had gotten up and was like in the kitchen. So I wasn't as close to the TV. And I was like, these are the Jonas Brothers. Like I could hear it. I can barely hear the music and I could still tell that this is the Jonas Brothers. It was so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Val, do you have any favorite quotes or moments? I do a few. I don't I didn't also did not write a ton. <laughs> so this line made my eyes literally roll into the back of my head. OK. <laughs> they bring the dirt and I supply the devil. Yeah. <laughs> didn't love that. Uh, I wrote is among the stupidest lines I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and like I hate there that was, man. There was a part of me that wondered if they wrote that intentionally, knowing how stupid it sounded, mm-hmm. because they were trying to kind of like make this guy out to be kind of a tool. But it was hard to tell. It was hard to tell because it was like the first time you're meeting him. Um, yeah. And the way he kind of played this the character, which I appreciated actually. He wasn't like very caricature-y. He was very like almost subtle. Yeah. And like quiet almost. Going more Miranda Priestly than Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just very, like, subtle, which is not something you normally see in a decom mm-hmm. in the villains. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to tell if this line was, like, in earnest or if it was yeah. just, like, this guy is supposed to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. At one point, Chris says of the ukulele, man, I hate that runt guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, and then at one point, Sam goes, what? You can't ride in my whip? (laughs) Which I just thought was funny. (laughs) His line readings were really fun. Yeah, I liked him him a lot. He added a a good element to the movie. Yeah, for sure. He had a different energy, which was nice. Mm -hmm. This was a very wise line. I think Grandpa says this. He's of Chris. He says, sometimes he's going to need his mother, but now he needs to be part of something. Wow. Which I just thought was really sweet. Yeah. At one point, the dad says to the mom, how's that checklist, Mel? Very checked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then again, this line was like stupid, but like it when you think of it in the context of like a dad and grandpa kind of teasing their son and grandson, like it's sweet. So basically at one point, Johnny says someone needs to stay and be the muscle because like he's helping set up for an event. And the dad goes, 
don't rip your shirt, Rock. And then Johnny goes, very funny, just so you know, it's the Rock. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then Grandpa and Dad are like razzing him. It was just like a cute like family moment. Like it felt very like real. Like this is something that like actual human beings would say to each other because it's not that funny. Right. Um, But it's not like it's not necessarily supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, this I loved this. So at one point, I can't remember if it was Sam or who said it about Val, but he, someone says she's really bossy. And then she goes, I am, but in a good way. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes all the vowels, all the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're all bossy in a good way. Uh-huh. And then at the end, which we'll get more into at one point they say the quiet part out loud and go, how do we keep getting ourselves into this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'll come back to when we spoil it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was like, great question. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Okay, that is all. Yay! Val, are you ready? Yeah, I mean, I'm on my board fully nude. Fully fully nude? Val's not wearing any (laughs) pants. She's reverse Donald Ducking. (laughs) Wait. She's not well, Donald Ducky. I'm not Donald Ducky. I'm not anything. I'm Whoa. just me on a, on a lawn real. board. This is me. Oh, we're coming up on that movie soon, Val. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> all right. Welcome to Spoiler City, where our tops are off and we spoil the movie for you. Johnny, take a drink, Kapahala, back on board. Um, we open lights up on a narrator. Val, it's been eight years, but baby, oh baby, did we not need this? Um, <laughs> did not need, because you know what? He never did, came back. This narrator, Johnny, never came back. So we didn't need the four lines of intro. But he catches us up on where we've been since the last movie, that he moved to Vermont, uh, and then now he's coming back for Grandpa's Wedding. And he's like, I might have just stayed in Vermont if I knew, which probably at the end of this movie is not true. So why? why? This makes no sense. Then um, we have a dream state. We're in a dream state. He's like falling. would have been the best Cold open of a of a movie without yes, we, the narration. Yes, we did not need the narration. Just do the dream state, um, falling from the mountain of Vermont into surfing. So he's like falling on a surfboard, and then he wakes up. He's in a car. He's back in Hawaii. So we find out Grandpa's getting married, and so that's why they're back in town. Dad is like being weird about it a little bit because he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a brother," and he's been an only child his whole life. So he's just like being kind of weird a little bit. And then Mom's still just like. <laughs> whatever you want and then uh they're like mom and dad are like we're staying in the city but we're gonna drop you off with sam to to take you to grandpa's house so val explained to us why sam is there and then they're on they're driving the little car and they get stopped by like long borders so it's not so much like a skateboard it looks more like a long board that'll be important for later mm-hmm. um he gets to his grandpa's house his grandpa's not home um but then he goes to his old room it says pono's room and there's a bunch of stuff in there and he's like this isn't my stuff that's weird um so then he goes uh, to the beach and he finds grandpa giving surf lessons to a very angry child um if any one could put two and two together here it is then we he's like oh grandpa giving you know lessons to tourists and grandpa was like ha 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 so they go to dinner and they're at dinner and carla's there and we meet carla and she is young she is as young as the parents she and is day. in grandpa- fact 18 years younger than the actors are 18 years apart in real life wow Continue. and Grandpa can pull, okay? Because she's gorgeous. <laughs> she is. She's beautiful. And then she's like, oh, Chris will be here in a second. And it's the 12-year-old who Grandpa was giving lessons to. And boy, oh boy, does Chris have a temper. Um, I said, Chris is small child. Chris is mean. <laughs> um, we find out that uh, Carla's dad died. And he left her a shop, like a surf shop in town. And mm-hmm. so Grandpa's going to help her run it and so that's how they met um she came back to Hawaii to run the shop they met then they get they're gonna get married and so grandpa's like yeah i'm you know an investor and i'm also gonna like help run the shop so that's kind of how we find out that and then um we find out chris is quote friends unquote with a, a fr- with the shop across the street which is like the group of long borders and we find out that they are what is it dirt boarding so the difference between long boarding and dirt boarding is that they have like shoe holds on the boards mm. for dirt boarding 
and they don't for longboarding, but the boards are exactly the same. Great. Whenever Val talks, I'm going to catch up on my Johnny's. Yep. <laughs> so then he's, so he's not really friends with these people. Um, but then uh, I love, and I'll say it every time <laughs> helmets, <laughs> they're all wearing helmets. They're all wearing uh, arm pads and elbow pads. And I love it so much. And then we find out that Christmas Prince Gro- ghosts is here. That's Val. Um, she's a part of the dirt devils, which is the, uh, Romeo, Juliet, Montague, Capulet, uh, surf <laughs> shops across the street. Um, and I wrote weird adult man gives shit about not liking surfing. So the man who's in charge of the dirt devils is a weird, like 39 year old guy who wants to control these teenagers. And it is uncomfortable, but he's weird the same, man. he is the same height as Brandon Baker. And so Brandon Baker just takes this man down. Spoiler alert. Where's spoiler? City, Brady Baker takes this man down. But throughout the entire movie, I hate this man. Then Troy, this guy, is the father of dirt boarding. So he's like in charge of it in the whole this, you know, this island, this area. He is the guy who runs dirt boarding. Then they're gonna all go on a ride. And Uncle Chris, he's sad about it. Um, that Johnny uh wants to come along. And Johnny goes, Yeah, I need a board and a helmet and pads and i love that they call out the safety (laughs) so then we have the conversation about them not being friends from our cold open and he's not a dirt devil and but he will be he's like no like i just have to prove to them that i'm good enough because he's 12 and these um you know the other kids and the cronies are you know 15, 16, 17, 18, around that age and he's 12 so he's young and he looks small yeah he's tiny yeah he's tiny So then Christmas Prince helps Johnny up and he says deja vu, which is a Kirsten Storms, uh, Johnny Tsunami uh, callback from the first one. (laughs) And then Jared is the leader of the Dirt Devils. And he goes, if you impress to impress Troy, you got to impress me. And so then in order to impress me, you got to ride the toilet bowl. And then which is just like this big sand pit. And the guys are mean. But before he can go in the toilet bowl, he gets arrested and Johnny takes the blame because Johnny rocks. Jesus, I need to stop saying his name. Oh, my God. Or just run out of beer. (laughs) Yeah, it's about to. Okay, so then Chris is like, stop calling me bra. You're not my family and I'm not your bro. And so Chris is just a mean little turd. Um, He's so mean. But if we're going to talk about why he's mean, it's because he has certain feelings about his mom getting married. He has certain feelings about he's not my new dad. You're not my new family. He's having a really hard time processing this new marriage and this new family that he's got. So that's really why he's mean throughout this whole thing. And being uprooted from Philadelphia to yes. move to Hawaii all of a sudden. Yeah. So crazy. Crazy mm-hmm. pets. Grandpa asks. Johnny to help with Chris. Thank you, Val. It's the 312. Um, and just keep him out of trouble until Saturday because that's when the wedding is. Just keep him out of trouble. We'll get through the wedding and everything will be fine. Then Johnny, Chris, and Sam are all hanging out in the store. And then he runs into Grandpa and he's wearing a suit. And he sees him doing business and he gets really introspective. And then we get like a, like a Miley Cyrus. And so we're like, what's going on here? And then mom and dad show up and then they like kind of take over organizing the store. And then we're like, where's Chris? And then we found Chris. He's with the dirt devils across the street. Oh no. So now Johnny's like, I got to get there. I'm three behind. Hold on now. Okay. So then Troy is taking them skating and Brandon Baker is what we're going to call him from now on is talking to him. And, and Brandon Baker's like, dude, Troy, you're really creepy. And then Brandon Baker and Sam are going to skate skateboard at the shipyard. So they're at the shipyard now. And there's like, kind of like a skateboarding. So now they're on skateboards. So they've gone from like dirt boards to skateboards because because Chris got in trouble when they got arrested. Chris is no longer allowed to dirt board. So there's a loophole. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so Brandon Baker and Sam skateboard at the shipyard and they're really good and everyone's obsessed with them. And, but now Chris is even more pissed because now people like Brandon Baker. And so then he rips off his stuff and throws it on the ground and he <laughs> puffs and puffs. And he's pissed. And then Chris, he's lost. 
He's lost. He's walking home alone. Kevin. Um, and the most annoying, I literally wrote the most annoying 12 year old. And then Chris yells at Johnny, um, basically that he's jealous of him. You have a perfect family and you, and you have a perfect grandpa and, and you didn't get uprooted and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, actually I did. Then Brandon Baker flirts with the Christmas prince and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to surf. And so then he did, and we get a montage. Mm-hmm. And you would think that that's like the halfway point of the movie. It's not. It's been like 26 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so long. Um, and then she like writes her phone number on his arm, um, which was cute. Then Chris is sad. Chris is sad. And Brandon Baker is trying so hard. He's trying so hard. He's such a good guy in this movie. Watch this movie for Brandon Baker. <laughs> So then Johnny tricks himself, tricks Chris into spending the day with him and Sam by like filming him listening to crazy music and freaking out. He's like, mm. we're going to show the dirty devils. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll spend the day with you. <laughs> and then they get to Val's house and she is quote, embarrassingly rich um, because her house is huge. And she's like, it's embarrassing. And it's like, again, someone who is down to earth and rich, which yeah. I appreciated because, yeah. again, like that's a trope in these movies where the rich person is the mm-hmm. villain or their dad is the villain. Yeah. And neither of those is the case in that this is particular situation. And then they go ATVing, they go dirtboarding, and Chris is actually really good. So when they give him a chance, we find out that he's actually pretty good. Um, we go back to the store. Parents are in the store and Grandpa has a gift for Chris. And the gift is that Grandpa is going to start selling dirtboards at the surf shop. That statement is very important. So Troy is on the phone. The deal is off. And we're like, what the, what's the deal? And there's no competition in town. So Troy at this moment does not know that grandpa is going to be selling dirt boards, but he's like, something's going on. There's no competition or it, like competition, not competition in a resolve central problem, but like competition in terms yeah. of like well, Java juice and smoothie King. Right, 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 right. Troy get is like the seller or the person he was going to sell his shop to just like, no. Yeah. So then we meet Val's dad and he's the businessman that grandpa met with in the beginning. Um, and he's also the dad from you wish. So hot dad, cool dad. That's right. I knew I recognized him from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jared goes across to be like, Oh, Hey, where's Chris? And they're like, Oh, this cute little guy from the dirt devils. And like, not cute. No, he steals the receipt. He steals the receipt of the of the thing. So then Jared knows that they're now going to sell. So Grandpa's surf shop across the street is the competition that like is the reason that he couldn't sell the Dirt Devils. Then Troy comes over to chat and he just straight up like threatens them and calls Chris a spy. Once again, this is why we hate this 39 year old man. And Carla is like, everything is a lot. I'm going to take Chris and be alone. And then Grandpa's like sad because he's like, my girlfriend and then Chris and grandpa are gone and where are they? And then they're like having a little chat. Um, and then the dirt devils kicked off Val. They kicked her off sad, but not sad for being friends with Brandon Baker and Sam and Brandon Baker take her to the competition that's happening. There's like a competition happening and then they find Chris and then him and Jared, the dirt devil guy, they fight and Troy says that he could be on the team. So Chris and grandpa were gone because grandpa took him to the competition because he's like trying to get on his good graces. And so Troy was like, you can be on the team if you tell your grandpa that he can't sell the boards. And so um, he's like, no. Um, And then Jared says he can be on if boards hard area. Ah, he boards the hard, if he boards the like, this place is hard. He makes the jump, the big jump. The big jump. There we go. Okay. Thanks, Val. Um, then uh, they try to talk to Chris about how, like, the wedding is going to happen. Like, Chris, whether you like it or not, we're getting married. And then they have the rehearsal dinner, which is insane because the rehearsal dinner is the same day as the grand opening of No, the, the wedding is oh, the that's same what I meant. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have the rehearsal dinner, and then tomorrow's the grand opening and the wedding. And then um, Chris also has the boarding of the heart area today. So literally... This is too much in one weekend, she says the woman who has too much in one day every day. <laughs> so then they get the task of like, hey, because we need to have this for like the rehearsal, well, you need to go into town and like get ice and cups and things. So then Chris is like, how do I get out of helping and go to this boarding the hard area? And so he goes he goes with Johnny. 
Um, and then um, he's like, hey, I got to piss. And so he goes into the bathroom and he's like, OK, go piss, girl. And then he jumps out of the window and escapes. And so Johnny's like, because ah! he sees him like running across the window. So he grabs the board, leaves. Johnny sees him. He also stabbed his tire. That's good thinking on Chris, honestly. Like, I know. bad Chris, That's but diabolical. good Chris. That is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, cuckoo crazy. But then he's like, hey, Val, can you bring me to the hard area? Because I know what's going on. So then Chris does the jump. But guess what he does, Val? He breaks his arm. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> the police show up um, after, and and they were all sad. And so, like, the, kind of right now, like, the rehear- like the wedding is it's kind of off and so not, the poli- not quite yet not, not yet, quite yet but we're kind of like getting there but the rehearsal dinner is ruined yeah because the they had to ruined. take yeah Chris so to the, the rehearsal dinner is off because <laughs> chris broke his arm um and then the police show up <gasps> why not for chris but you guys the shack the shack was completely ruined grandpa's shack the surf, grandpa's yeah, surf the shack surf. the surf shack of sherry sh- sh- destroyed <laughs> And how who do we know did it? So then Troy tries to show empathy, but it's like gross. And you can like hear that he was like kind of the problem. And he tells Chris, he's like, hey, man, I got a jersey for you because like you don't like have any boards anymore. And the whole family was like, hmm, no. And then Carla's like, I'm so sorry, Grandpa. Carla's not. She's like, Grandpa. She's like, I'm so sorry, Beyonce. They also, I, sorry, real quick. They also find Jared in the alley with the stuff, with the stolen stuff. So it's like immediately apparent that Jared was the one who broke into the store and trashed it. Yeah. It makes it that much harder to believe that Troy didn't have anything to do with it because Jared was the one who broke into the store. For sure. Yeah. Uh, then Carla's just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I, we can't get married tomorrow. I'm just, I, or at all, I, I'm breaking up with you. I'm taking Chris back to Philly. He's just, he's just over. It. And they have a very, this is one of the adult conversations Val was talking right. about because it was very much like, I love you so much, but I love my son and I need to do what's best for him. And this yeah. entire conversation, Chris was overhearing. So this kind of really hits him where he's like, Oh, maybe I should, be a better person for my mom. And then he talks to grandpa by the water and they have like a heart to heart too. And it, the, the resilience of, of grandpa is amazing in this movie, mm. but then like, no, no one's really, he's not really listening to anyone. He's still like acting out. And the only person that he'll listen to is Val. Cause he has a crush on her. Yeah. He's got a crush on her. And so um, they get her in there and she's like, you're being a little dumb, dumb. And he's like, wait, the girl I have a crush on call me dumb dumb um chris says he wants to fix everything they go to the store and then him and johnny fix everything up chris says he doesn't want to move and he calls them his friends and he's really apologetic and he's like i was just going through some stuff i'm just don't like change this is the way i'm acting out and then this is not the end of the movie we still have 16 minutes left this should have been the end of the movie. which should have been the end of the movie um but troy's deal fell through and he wanted to make condos he wanted to sell the dirt devil shack to make condos but val's dad the businessman um said no i'm not gonna buy your building anymore and so now he's pissed and then troy threatens grandpa and johnny's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. competition to resolve central problem um if you win troy if troy wins then we'll stop selling boards at our shack but if i johnny tsunami win then we can sell we can both sell whatever we want at our shacks um so then um behind everyone's back grandpa had designed a dirtboarding track with val's dad so he had like invested in this thing for johnny and chris which just goes to show that johnny's grandpa is the best person ever they do the race at the very end joy troy like skids johnny off the course then troy skids in his last trick because to win you have to go down the track and do three tricks so troy skids in his last trick johnny ends up winning troy gets arrested because jared confessed that he was part of the thing and said nope troy did it too the cronies end up becoming friends with everyone one of them's name is rooster i didn't think that was important um they get married and then they surf amazing al thank you so much val um it was fun it's just too long i mean i i liked it but boy oh boy the race was unnecessary they did they forced the race and they they literally said that line of like how do we get ourselves into this all the time family tradition it's like okay is it a family tradition this is silly (laughs) or are you guys just bad at managing yourselves (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, I've already finished my game. (laughs) 
of drinking one three one two Bellini. Um, <laughs> so let's get into Bingoini, Val. All right, Bingoini. One hit wonder song. No. Yeah, because the Plain White Tees and the Georgia Brothers are not one hit wonders. Nope. True, true, true. True, 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 true. Um, breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. Nope. Not that I noticed. And I watched this whole movie. Holiday themed. No. No. Wedding. Clunky metaphor. I mean, you know, the the whole like doing like i don't know i i feel like that whenever there's sports involved that is the metaphor like yeah you know either learning how to do it or participating in it or being kept out of it or whatever yeah i don't know so we don't have uh i feel like i just did a really bad job at actually okay so no yeah no yeah no okay parents who just don't get it no not not today A lot of cool parents in this one. Yeah. But do we have any cool non-parent adults now? Oh, do we? Grandpa. Grandpa. And you know why we count that, everyone? Because he's not our pro tags parent. That's right. And honestly, Carla's pretty cool, too. Oh, true. And as it turns out, Val's dad is pretty cool, too. Yeah. (laughs) Someone too famous for a TV movie. No. No. Competition to resolve central problem. Yes, they yes, 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 <sighs> A montage sequence. Yes. A few. A, few. Mm-hmm. a good many few. Cliche villains. Yeah. Yeah. The shop. A owner. good many few. And the teen boy. Both of them. Teen boy and our 12-year-old Chris. He's not a villain. He's a villain He's in just... my eyes. JT okay. Austin, you've got it coming. <laughs> Uh, clothes or items you owned. I'm 80% sure I had one of the shirts that Rose wore. All right. The blue with the orange and the pink and the big white stripe. I'm like pretty sure that my sister and I shared that shirt. I didn't own anything, but my high school boyfriend longboarded and dressed (gasps) very similarly to the way that they dress in this movie. Love that. (laughs) He was also a snowboarder as well. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hot. Um, <laughs> uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. I wonder if people watched this. Because if they did, they'd probably rate it highly. But I just don't know how many people really watch this one. So I'm going to say 57. Wrong. 67. Wow. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's good. I'm yeah. happy with that. Yeah. Happily ever after. Yes. Yes. We don't Grandpa get another one, so they're all still living very happy. Yeah. And Grandpa and Johnny surfing in the sunset. Yep. Almost kissing. There was a charged hug. That and Grandpa and Carla do kiss a lot. They do kiss and a lot. I, you have to almost kiss in order to real kiss. <laughs> Fine. We can get it. Yes. Also, they make a point of, like, Brandon Baker at one point is like, she's not my girlfriend. She's my friend. And I'm like... Mm. Why, why did we feel like we had to do that? Yeah. Just say friends. <laughs> well, and just also like, who cares? Like, why are we not supposed to have a love interest? Yeah. I don't know. It was just like a weird situation. I'm like, you're 17. You don't need to be justifying your likes or dislikes to a 12 year old. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, someone who became famous. Christmas Rose. Prince. Yep. Rose McIva. Rose McIva. She's from New Zealand. Um, betraying of one's real friends or values. Chris kind of does, but Johnny definitely doesn't. Yeah. Well, we're counting Chris. I'm counting Chris. Okay. Your childhood crush. Brendan Baker Rooney. <laughs> yeah, he was cute. He's a cutie. Obviously, bad special effects or stunts. Oh boy, we had the the this is a grown white man standing in for Brandon Baker. Yeah, that's situation. True. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. the grown white man. <laughs> Disney <laughs> Channel star. Brandon uh, Baker. Yeah. And um, uh, Jake T. Austin. Jake T. Austin went on to be a Disney Channel star. He sure though. did. And uh, what's his face was on That's So Raven and Raven's Home. Yeah. 
I think his name's like Lil J or something. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, that's his stage name. name. Like his actual like Like name is Jonathan McDaniel. That was close. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Musical number. No. No, I wish. Magic. No. No, I wish. Someone says the title of the movie. No. No, they don't say back on board. No. No. Scooby-Dude. Not really. There's, I mean, no, not really. There's nothing to Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Honestly, Grandpa kind of figures it out. I mean, Val kind of does because she tells her dad what's going on. But like, eh, the adults really figure it out. Yeah. The heroes create the problem. No. No. Lead is a fish out of water. Chris. is he though? Because he's got like he's already better at dirtboarding. That's than, true. I I don't think really anyone is a fish okay. out of water in this. Yeah, I agree. Well, Val, zero. <laughs> Which means, for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> Thanks to three one two for sponsoring today's game, Goose Island. Um, I liked this movie. I'd watch it again, uh, maybe in like three years. Yeah, it was good. It was really, it was a really good one. Yeah, for sure. Val, what are we watching next? We, believe it or not, are watching High School Musical 2 next. (sighs) Val, I'm so excited for this movie. I'm excited too. It's so good. I have only seen High School Musical 2 one time and I do not remember anything. Wow. Except I've also seen one musical like production at my camp of high school musical too. Oh, that's so funny. I guess I've technically seen it twice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. Um, like subscribe, be a friend. All right, Val. I love you very much. I love you very much. Bye Val. Bye Al. This podcast was produced by me and me, and it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Ellie.